Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello again, friends, and welcome to Gamecock Central Radio Super Regional Preview Time here on GCR with Kip Balknight. I'm Emerson Phillips, and Kip, it's been a fantastic week for Gamecock baseball. Carolina goes up to Greenville, North Carolina, and sweeps three games in the NCAA tournament's Greenville, North Carolina Regional. So the Gamecocks win a regional for the 18th time in school history, and now the Gamecocks will make their 13th appearance in the Super Regionals, the Sweet 16 of college baseball coming up this weekend. Gamecocks headed to Arkansas. And also this week, Kip, the Gamecocks had 10 players selected in the MLB draft, and that's a school record. Well, I mean, it's just an amazing week for Gamecock baseball, Emerson. I tell you, to think that uh, this is a team now that's advanced to the Super Regionals, if you just said that about three months ago, I, I, I know I was still very, very optimistic, and I felt like, I believe we talked about it on the podcast that this is a team that was probably certainly not as bad as they were playing. Uh, and I felt like that they certainly could play better and felt like they would play better. But to get this far, I think it's just an amazing feat for these guys and just shows you the true character that each individual has. And what a great testament and seeing these guys get drafted and 10 of them. Just amazing, uh, just just awesome, awesome stuff. And uh, really, really excited for each one of those individuals and uh, getting a great test here coming up in Arkansas. So I know those guys are focused. They're ready to continue their uh, journey to try to get to Omaha, and, and that's their main focus. But it is exciting to see that many of them drafted. Full Arkansas preview coming up here today on Gamecock Central Radio. Let's recap the Greenville, North Carolina Regional before we get to Arkansas, the Gamecocks beat Ohio State 8-3, East Carolina 4-2, and UNC Wilmington 8-4 in the regional clincher. Danny Blair was the Greenville Regional MVP. He slapped a three-run home run in the seventh inning of the Ohio State game that gave Carolina a 3-2 lead. And that really kind of turned the weekend, it seemed, for the Gamecocks, Kip. The Gamecocks never looked back after that. No, they didn't. I'll tell you, Emerson, you couldn't have said it better. And I, I just uh, – my hat's off to obviously – uh, Danny Blair, but you know, the biggest thing for me is that he doesn't, he, that never happens if this team, uh, loses, you know, just the last two months, they've just done everything so well and they've done a great job of battling adversity and picking each other up. And they've had, we've seen this team really have a lot of lows this year and they've responded mentally. And a lot of teams, in my opinion, would have given up. And a, and a, and a lot of guys like Danny Blair, even on winning teams that don't get to play much, it's really, really difficult for a guy like Danny Blair to be locked in and ready for that moment but you could certainly tell this young man is locked in and ready for the moment he got a chance and i tell you did he deliver it was amazing and uh just really really fun to see a lot of different guys you know contribute and play well and that's what good team baseball does and south carolina arguably is one of those best teams in the country right now yeah danny blair had a hell of a weekend he's the greenville regional mvp and 
the Friday game against Ohio State was a 2 o'clock start. Kip, I wasn't able to watch that entire ball game. Gamecocks went on to win at 8-3 after the Blair three-run home run in the seventh, gave the Gamecocks the 3-2 lead. But I did get to watch all of Saturday's game against East Carolina, and I thought this was one of the most complete team performances that I've seen from the Gamecocks all year. Carolina scored three runs in the first, jumped on East Carolina, you know, took the home crowd out of it uh, very early. And then Cody Morris was spectacular again, a career-high seven and a third innings. Gamecocks beat ECU 4-2. to two. Yeah, it was important. I think that was huge. I know Jonah Bride had a two-run double, I believe, in that first inning. And getting those three runs early, uh, you couldn't have said it better at knocking the crowd out because I can tell you right now watching it, I mean, that, that ECU crowd was outstanding. They were a really, really tough crowd and a great home field advantage for ECU and a former teammate of mine in college summer ball Cliff Goblin the coach for ECU he's told me many times this is a great place to play and found out today he ended up turning down Mississippi State just stay home at his alma mater at ECU just a great coach and a great program and South Carolina was outstanding that game but I tell you, Cody Morris just, I mean, his changeup was electric that game. He was just in the zone. I mean, I watched Cody Morris, and I saw a pitcher that was on a mission. I saw a guy, a young man that literally was like, okay, this is my game, and I'm going to put us on to to tomorrow, to the next game. I mean, he just was pitching with a lot of emotion, a lot of fire, a lot of heart. And uh, really, really fun to watch. And you're right, that was certainly a, a really a complete game for the Gamecocks. And that put the Gamecocks in the driver's seat of this regional. UNC Wilmington then beat East Carolina in the loser's bracket, and that left UNC Wilmington having to beat the Gamecocks twice, and the Gamecocks took care of business in the first game. Carolina beat UNC Wilmington 8-4, to and – the Gamecocks broke open a close game in the seventh inning. They got a two-run double to the gap in the right center from Madison Stokes. And Jonah Bride added an insurance two-run home run in the ninth to give the Gamecocks the win. And Carolina is through to the Super Regionals. So they get Arkansas, Kip. And, you know, looking at the bracket when it first was announced uh, Memorial Day, you know, last week, it, it occurred to me that uh, Arkansas was a tough draw. You know, they got the best home record in college baseball. They're 33-3 and at Baum Stadium this year. And I'm not sure there's uh, another team that you would rather not face in the Supers. You know, Florida's obviously tough, and th- there's other teams that have good home records, but nobody has been better at home this year than the Razorbacks. Now, the upside is that Arkansas only lost one game in conference play this year, and the Gamecocks beat them. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas is obviously – I mean, this is a team that I don't know if I said it on this podcast or not uh, that we had earlier this year, Emerson. But, I mean, this is a team that honestly, top to bottom, might be my favorite in college baseball. I mean, this is a team that easily could win the College World Series, in my opinion. Really, really complete ball club. And uh, it is a tough draw. And, I mean, you look at what they're doing. I mean, there's three other uh, series in the Super Regionals that are all SEC versus SEC. I mean, it's just evident that South Carolina, uh, you know, or excuse me, the SEC is by far the best uh, conference in America. And uh, I tell you, it's just, um, you know, Arkansas is going to be a tough tough task for our guys to go in and play. But – they're ready. I mean, they're, they're not going to be scared of anybody. This is a team that is going to do everything they can to just go down and play well, and they're going to fight and claw and do everything they can to get out of this and 
be headed to Omaha. Arkansas is 42-18. and 18. They were the number five national seed. They swept their regional at home. They beat Oral Roberts 10-2. to two. They beat Southern Miss by that same score. 10 to 2 and they beat Dallas Baptist 3 to 2 to clinch the regional. So we got the Gamecocks and the Razorbacks in Fayetteville Bomb Stadium. Arkansas calls their team the Bomb Squad because they play at Bomb Stadium. First game Saturday at 6:30 Eastern. It'll be on ESPN2 and then game 2 on Sunday 3 o'clock start on ESPN. Ben McDonald will be on the call that game on Sunday. And if necessary, game 3 will take place Monday at 7 o'clock Eastern also on ESPN. I'm a big fan of Ben McDonald. Love listening to him call college baseball. Kip, Arkansas is going to start their ace, Blaine Knight, the junior right-hander in the opening game on Saturday. He is 11-0. That's the most wins in the SEC, and he's the only pitcher in Division I baseball with an 11-0 record. He's got a 2.74 earned run average, and just this week he was the third-round pick of the Baltimore Orioles Number 87 player drafted overall. He might be the best pitcher in the country this year. Yeah, he's really, really good. And we saw earlier this season Logan Chapman on Thursday night actually go against him and did a really, really good job. And South Carolina won that game at Bomb Stadium 3-2, to two, I believe, on a late two-run bomb for Carlos Cortez. I believe an oppo bomb. But um, really, really a tough task. It certainly is. And, you know, I think that uh, the South Carolina hitters are uh, are having a ton of good at-bats right now. So, I mean, I really think that, uh, again, this team is prepared. They practice hard. Uh, the, the good news for South Carolina baseball now is they've got some confidence. This is a team that, you know, is uh, still not 100% healthy. You know, you still got T.J. Hopkins lingering and probably not going to be able to play and that makes things tough, but there's certain guys that, like we've seen Danny Blair come in and play well, and Noah Campbell's obviously uh, done well as well for a freshman, but, you know, this is a team that's, they've had that adversity, and they're, they've figured out how to battle through it, and they've seen some good things happen, so that, to me, makes it a scary team in the postseason, because they are playing probably as well as anybody in the country right now. Casey Murphy figures to start uh, Sunday's game for Arkansas, and he's beaten the Gamecocks twice this year. Murphy uh, combined on a one-hitter in a win over the Gamecocks in one of those seven-inning games, a doubleheader that took place in the trip to Arkansas in early April, and Murphy beat the Gamecocks at the SEC tournament as well. So uh, that's what it sets up pitching-wise for Arkansas. Best home record in the country this year. And, Kip, uh, you were at Gamecock baseball practice yesterday. What can you tell us about a possible Gamecock pitching rotation? Well, you know, I don't know if they've announced it for sure, but just in in, in kind of talking to some of the guys and, and the coaches, I, I, I think what we're going to see here is, is uh, the same rotation. I think you'll see Adam Hill. I think you'll see Cody Morse on Sunday, and then I think you'll see – uh, Carmen Majinski on Monday if needed. Uh, Logan Chapman, obviously a guy that, you know, you look at it, man, I mean, he was starting on Friday nights, and now all of a sudden this could be the second week in a row that he, he doesn't get the start. But, uh, you know, they just, they're trying to go with who's hot right now. And, I mean, that last start for Logan Chapman wasn't great. And, um, you know, they're just, uh, and that's a tough one for him. I do believe that. But he'll respond. He'll be ready. I think he'll certainly a guy that if one of those gets knocked out early, uh, he certainly could come in and log and pitch some really, really good innings. I mean, he's a he's a really talented guy, but I think that's who you'll see, and I think you'll see guys that are, you know, th- these guys after going through what they've been through, 
this season, and now you see Adam Hill get drafted, you see Cody Morris get drafted, they're going to be excited. I think they're going to be relieved a little bit, and it wouldn't surprise me if we see uh, Adam Hill pitch really, really well on the opening night. Kip, let's talk about the draft a little bit before we take a look at the full NCAA tournament bracket. How much of a distraction is the draft for all these players? You know, the Gamecocks had 10 players selected. That's a school record. And six Gamecock signees were drafted as well. You know, high school kids that are have signed to play with the Gamecocks. And Arkansas had 11 players selected, and that matches their school best. They did that also in 2013. So 10 Gamecocks and 11 Razorbacks drafted to the pros this week. Yeah, it, it, it is a distraction. I mean, I think to say uh, it's a distraction is an understatement. I mean, the one thing that, you know, and I, I've actually tweeted about it. I've seen Ben McDonald tweet about it. I've, you know, retweeted his as well as Chris Burke, and they, they've got to fix it. I mean, uh, you know, I understand it's going to happen, but to, to for guys to be finding out from, uh, you know, folks yelling in the stands uh, that they've seen it on, you know, Twitter or following the draft tracker or whatever it may be, I mean, uh, for guys to have to have phones in the dugout during the middle of their games and regionals, I mean that that's ridiculous. I mean, I, I just they they need to clean that up. Major League Baseball has, I mean, honestly, that's. I mean, do you really think that would ever happen in the NBA or NFL? I mean, it, it's not even close. I mean, that that just that's inexcusable in my opinion. And uh, and uh, you know, a lot of folks I've I've talked to said, oh, you might be a little too hard on MLB there but no that they can figure that out they can wait and do that on a on a Tuesday or Wednesday after the after a regional uh not, don't have to do it in the middle of guys playing that's yeah. a little ridiculous but for the Gamecocks I mean it, it it's it's a distraction I think hopefully now everybody that was supposed to be drafted has been drafted the only one that really is tough for me and I, and I haven't been on Twitter much this afternoon, but I, I'm not sure about Justin Rowe. I don't. I still don't think he has gotten picked up. Uh, but I really, really hope that that young man gets an opportunity. And I, I find it hard to believe if he doesn't. Uh, I'd want him playing behind me any day of the week. And I think he's a good organizational guy uh, that he could could play a long time and and serve a really good purpose uh, for, for a lot of different reasons for an organization. But uh, to see. You know, guys like Hunter Taylor and Jonah Bride get a chance just just makes me so happy. It's so well-deserving. Guys that uh, really, really love the game of baseball and have really maximized their talent. And uh, that's what's fun to see. So while it is a distraction, I think it could play in the Gamecocks' favor, uh, motivating them and getting ready for Arkansas. I really do because the guys were really, really excited. Seeing the other players get excited for the guys getting drafted yesterday at practice was pretty daggone special. What a tremendous week for the Gamecocks and these players selected in the draft. This is a dream come true for them. Let me give you the rundown of the Gamecock players selected. Carlos Cortez taken in the third round by the New York Mets. Adam Hill, fourth round by the Mets. Cody Morris, seventh round by the Indians. Madison Stokes, tenth round by the Phillies. Graham Lawson, twelfth round Nationals. L.T. Tolbert, thirteenth round to the Diamondbacks. Ridge Chapman went in the 17th to the Nationals. Jonah Bride, 23rd to the A's. Hunter Taylor, also 23rd to the Cubs. Eddie Demurius, 27th to the Reds. And we had six Gamecock signees. Let me give you those real quick. Also taking the MLB draft. Owen White went in the second round. He was the 55th player selected by the Texas Rangers. Tyus Bradley, 5th round to the Tampa Bay Rays. Blaze Alexander, 11th round Diamondbacks. Josiah Seitler, 12th round to the Reds. 
Brady Allen, 39th round to the Yankees, and Wes Clark, 40th round to the Brewers. So, you know, Kit, we're going to have to wait and see you know, what these signees elect to do. Owen White taking in the second round is a good chance he may go pro. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the tough part. I mean, there's – and, you know, of course, you got Carlos Cortez was a draft eligible sophomore. Uh, you know, I know uh, Adam Hill uh, potentially. I mean, do these guys come back? I mean, I can tell you the one thing, you know, if, if – if, the one thing I know for sure is they definitely would not be coming back if the team wasn't doing well and the, and the morale was not good around South Carolina baseball. But I think it bodes well for maybe South Carolina getting lucky and maybe hanging on to one or two of the guys that could potentially sign because they could up their draft status by improving a little bit. I mean, I think Carlos Cortez is a guy that he's he wants to play pro ball. I mean, that's his dream. But, you know, he, he could come back and be a first or second rounder. I mean, you know, he's – He's really, really uh, got the talent. But then again, too, you look at it and you go, gosh, I mean, that's that's a lot of money. You put that money in uh, and, you in, you know, you invest it right. And then and you're also getting a really good opportunity uh, to play at the next level. But um, right now, the Gamecocks really just have to focus on what's in front of them. And what's in front of them right now is Arkansas. And I can assure you the staff, as well as the players, uh, they're going to be able to have a release and just let it let it be fun for them to be able to play Arkansas and try to get a chance. You know, they got a chance to try to live out a dream as well right now, and that's, that's right. getting Omaha. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Gamecocks went to four straight supers when this current uh, senior class signed, and the Gamecocks have not been back to the supers. All, all these players making their first appearance there, so big week for the Gamecocks. And I tell you what, all ten of these Gamecocks selected, and eleven Razorbacks for that matter. Now have to put the draft on the back burner and let's get down to some serious baseball business. A berth in the College World Series on the line this weekend. Fayetteville, Arkansas, Gamecocks and Razorbacks. Again, start time 6.30 Saturday on ESPN 2, 3 o'clock Eastern Sunday on ESPN. And if necessary, Game 3 Monday at 7 o'clock Eastern on ESPN. Kip, let's take a look at a bracket real quick. 16 teams are left. We're down to the Sweet 16 of college baseball. Auburn is at Florida. Duke is at Texas Tech. The Gamecocks are at Arkansas. Tennessee Tech is at Texas. Washington is the only three seed to advance to the Supers. They won the Coastal Carolina Regional, and they will play at Cal State Fullerton, a two seed that won the Stanford Regional. A couple of SEC teams were two seeds, Mississippi State and Vandy. Vandy will host that super. Mississippi State won the FSU Regional, and Vandy won the Clemson Regional. And in the bottom half of the uh, bracket, we've got Stetson and UNC, both number one seeds. That's at North Carolina. And Minnesota will play at Oregon State. Those two were number one seeds in the regionals as well. So, Kip, a lot of number twos won their regionals. Auburn was a two. They won the Raleigh Regional. Duke won at Georgia. Gamecocks won at East Carolina. Tennessee Tech won the Ole Miss Regional. Vandy, Mississippi State, Cal State, Fullerton, and Washington all winning. So we only had, uh, goodness, we only had six number ones advanced to the Super Regional, six out of 16. Yeah, and that's the beauty of college baseball. I mean, I think that just goes to show you the parity of college baseball. And it also goes to show you it's, it's fun to see it, you know, happen. And, and I mean, it's, uh, you never know. You can't, uh, you know, you can't. I mean, heck, I can remember 
losing to Louisiana Lafayette like it was yesterday. It was uh, one of the things in life I, I certainly wish never happened, but it did. I mean, you know, we were number one seed for uh, number one in the nation that whole year. I mean, and uh, just didn't work out for the Gamecocks in 2000. But it, it's uh, that was that's what makes college baseball fun. There's a lot of upsets and, uh, you know, teams – that um, you know maybe don't have a chance in other big sports like football or basketball. Uh, I'd say more more or less in football, but um, in baseball anything can happen. Yeah, Tennessee Tech, number two seed, won that Ole Miss regional, so they're thrilled to be in the Sweet 16, and everybody's still alive, still with a chance to win the national championship, and that's what it's all about. So we'll get it started Saturday at Baum Stadium in Arkansas, Gamecocks and Razorbacks with a trip to Omaha on the line. Kip Balknight, good stuff today. Thanks very much. Thank you, Emerson. Go Gamecocks. That's Kip Balknight. He won a Golden Spikes Award back in 1999. That award goes to the top amateur baseball player in America. And he's a Gamecock legend. And I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for joining us. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.